Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on the latest UBS Investor Sentiment Survey, and we will cover how investors feel about the direction of both the economy as well as financial markets, plus some early thoughts on the U.S. midterm elections, what's on the minds of business owners, and more. Joining me here for the conversation, glad to welcome back Danny Sherrill, Global Thought Leadership Analyst with the UBS Client strategy office, as well as Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Danny, Brian, thank you both for joining us here on UBS Conversations, spending some time with our clients, our listeners to share some takeaways from the most recent UBS investor sentiment. Uh, Danny, perhaps is a good starting point to set the stage for our listeners, our clients. Can you remind us of how UBS sources the findings and maybe speak to the key themes of the latest survey? Thank you, Dan, for having me. I'm excited to be back here and to talk about this quarter's findings, especially at such a crazy time in the market. Um, So UBS surveys investors every quarter to get a pulse on how they're feeling, what their top concerns are, and how they're positioning their portfolios. We survey investors and business owners, almost 4,000 of them, across 14 different markets globally. Um, But today, we'll really focus on the 1,400 investors and business owners from the U.S. who took our survey. We found that U.S. investors' um, optimism held pretty stable on the economy, despite rising geopolitical concerns. Politics, um, U.S. politics, remain the top concern here, as they were last quarter, followed by geopolitical concerns and inflation, which, of course, has been a theme these past quarters as well. Investors actually expect the war to increase inflation, the war in Ukraine, and for inflation to last longer than 12 months. Um, They're also intent to borrow ahead of rate hikes. We saw that the Fed obviously increased rates this week, um, May 4th, which was the highest increase in 20 years. And investors don't really expect hikes to stop soon. As a result, there's actually a greater sense of urgency around borrowing this quarter, even though rates are higher than they were last quarter. Well, thank you, Danny, for that backdrop. And maybe running with volatility for a few moments. Of course, we've been through volatile periods before. You think about the past few years with respect to the pandemic. And this year, year to date, it has been a very challenging environment for investors. So, Danny, can you tell us a bit more about how investors are responding uh, during this most recent recent period of volatility and how the response this go-around might differ from times past. So this week alone, it's the first full week in May, I believe, and we've seen so much with last in the markets just this week. So totally understandable that investors are really feeling the pinch of volatility here. They're actually taking a logical wait-and-see type of approach this time. We've seen that cash holdings and plans to invest have held steady from last quarter, which indicates that investors aren't making any rash portfolio moves just yet. However, um, they said that if markets were to decline further, they're ready to take action. Um, Over a quarter of them plan to increase stock allocations by buying on the dip, and 30% would shift money into different sectors. Um, Those preferred sectors among investors right now include energy, tech, defense, and healthcare, and we're going to hear from my colleague Brian a little bit later about CIO's preferred sectors and how those match up against the ones that investors are really interested in right now. Um, Since the invasion of Ukraine, investors actually say they're more likely to invest in U.S. equities and commodities like gold and oil as a result. Um, And we've 
actually seen an uptick in investors who are seeking advice as a result of all of this uncertainty that's going on right now. Um, among those with a financial advisor, 85% want more guidance than usual, and 77% want more contact than usual from their advisor. And both of these numbers are up pretty dramatically from last quarter, which indicates that now is a pretty confusing time for most investors, and they're looking for some sort of advice and guidance on how to proceed in these markets. Interesting to hear about how investors are responding and what they need during these volatile times. So, Brian, might be a good time to welcome you into the conversation. So, just looking at the investor sentiment, it was interesting. The survey revealed uh, with respect to inflation how 93% of investors expect inflation to increase, with 53% of investors surveyed thinking inflation will last longer than 12 months. So, Brian, what is CIO's outlook for inflation at this time and maybe provide some context with respect to why CIO remains optimistic about the economic environment. Sure. Thanks, Dan. Uh, so we do think that inflation has peaked. It may you know, stay higher than normal, but it should at least peak. And next week, we'll get to the CPI data for April. It should show the headline inflation rate coming down at least a little bit from March's 8.5% which, of course, is you know, the highest we've seen in, in 40 years. Now, the reason we're optimistic is we're expecting to see a sharp slowdown in core goods inflation, so excluding food and energy. The rest of goods prices you know, should, should slow sharply by the end of the year as some of the overheated prices fall back towards more normal levels. And this is especially true for used car prices, which have gone up more than 50% since the start of the pandemic, those are now starting to come back to earth, and that will help to drag down the overall inflation rate. But the story isn't as good on the services side. So we think rents will continue to show strong increases, and also because wage growth is much stronger than usual, that's going to feed through into higher prices for a broad range of services. And, uh, and one of the interesting things from the survey is that in response to this high inflation, and, and you're right, the investors are saying they expect inflation to continue, but uh, almost half of them are saying they're holding off on making a big purchase. And the other sentiment surveys show the same thing. And this could help to bring inflation down. So you know, if you see prices rising and your instinct is, oh, I better buy today because tomorrow it's going to cost more, you know, that tends to make inflation feed on itself and keeps, keeps prices rising. But uh, what we're seeing is people saying, you know, yeah, car prices, they're just crazy. I'm not, you know, I'm going to hold off, wait for them to come down. They're seeing the same thing in, in the housing market now where some people are just saying, you know, the prices are too high. I'm going to wait before, before I buy. You know, and that, that kind of sentiment could help to, you know, bring in inflation down uh, in the months ahead. Brian, with respect to economic conditions here in the U.S., just looking at the survey findings, to note, 58% of investors surveyed, uh, they're optimistic over economic conditions over the next year. Now, there's been a lot of speculation as to whether or not a recession is on the horizon. What's CIO's view on that point? So our base case is that the Fed will be able to achieve a soft landing. So getting inflation down at least uh, closer to their 2% target without triggering a recession. 
Um, but there are certainly risks, and uh, you know, the, the war in Ukraine and the COVID-related lockdowns in China, uh, both of these could cause further supply-side disruptions that you know, add to inflationary pressure and make the jobs harder. And uh, especially if Russia stops supplying gas to all of Europe, uh, that would you know, pretty much instantly put the Europe into recession. And I think it would also be very hard for the U.S. to avoid a recession in that scenario. So you, know, you, you do have risks. Fed's going to keep raising rates. Fiscal policy is offering a lot less support than it has you know, since the, the start of the pandemic. Uh, so, you know, again, a recession isn't our base case, but I would say that risks are somewhat higher than normal. Well, Brian, thank you for the color on the economic outlook and for speaking to what kind of role the Fed will play here as we make our way into the second half of the year. So, Brian, in consideration of the current environment, mindful as well as what the second half of the year might deliver, how is the Chief Investment Office currently recommending that investors position their portfolios at this time? Well, we're recommending that investors build up portfolio hedges. So we expect stocks to be higher by the end of the year, but of course there there are risks out there. And you know one one way to do this is to invest in defensive sectors, so uh, for example energy or healthcare, and also in a, in an environment where we expect uh, you know rates to be rising, value stocks will tend to outperform. And this is a really globally, um, you know, not not just uh, the U.S. And um, you know, another another possible hedge is to use commodities, which are attractive during a high inflation environment. And you know, we've seen this playing out so far this year. But also, commodities can help to hedge against geopolitical risk, which is uh, important uh, under current circumstances. And finally, in, uh, again, in an environment where you know you've had a rough rough year so far for both stocks and bonds, uh, alternative investments may be more attractive. So you know this could be another way to diversify the portfolio and to uh, you know again hedge, hedge the portfolio against uh, some of the risks. The economy and Washington often intertwined. And Danny, it is, of course, an election year here in the U.S. We do have the midterm elections coming up in November. I'm sure the economy will be top of mind for voters when they go to the polls. What kind of outcome, Danny, for the U.S. midterms in November would investors prefer? Yes, it is a midterm election year. We've seen primaries just begun to kick off here in the U.S. and are going to run through September ahead of November's election. And uh, midterm election years on average tend to be more volatile in the markets. We haven't really heard too much about them yet, as larger headlines like the war and inflation have really dominated these past few weeks and months. But midterms could also be contributing to the current level of volatility. Investors, going back to your question, are fairly split on who they'd want to control the House and the Senate. 38% prefer Republican control, 31% prefer Democrat control, and 31% prefer split control. So they're a bit um, a bit divided right now. As I mentioned at the top of our call today, we do survey investors every quarter. 
and we will have two more investor sentiment reports that will come out ahead of the election, as well as potentially some more election-related research as well. So we're going to continue to survey investors about their preferred election outcomes, as well as how they're potentially adjusting their portfolios as a result of what they expect to happen in Washington. Thank you, Danny. Yeah, interesting to hear about what the landscape looks like today. And to your point, we'll, of course, follow up on D.C. and the midterms in future conversations leading up to November. So pivoting a bit, as you pointed out, Danny, of course, uh, UBS surveys individual investors, though the firm also likes to survey business owners as a separate segment here at UBS. Now, business owners as a segment, of course, often have a very good pulse on how the economy is doing as a whole. So, uh, Danny, how are business owners feeling at the moment and what might be their top concerns and what are they prioritizing in these coming months? Yeah, business owners tend to be pretty optimistic by nature. After all, you have to be a pretty optimistic, risk-taking type of person to strike out on your own venture. So we tend to see that they're more optimistic about their business than investors are about the economy. We see this, you know, quarter after quarter. Their confidence remained pretty strong here in the U.S. as 77% of them feel optimistic about their own business. And while optimism held steady, we saw that concerns definitely rose this quarter, mostly focused around inflation, like we've been talking about. So the top concerns that they have are around rising healthcare costs, rising material costs, wage inflation. Um, that Brian talked about, geopolitical instability and business tax increases. So a lot of them have to do with rising costs, basically. Um, Despite their optimism holding strong, their hiring and their business investment plans have definitely tempered this quarter. Um, We've seen that, you know, in the mainstream media as well. About half plan to keep their workforce and investment levels the same. However, there are still many more business owners who are considering, you know, hiring more and investing more than who are considering hiring less and investing less. So to summarize, you know, net hiring, those who are, there are more people who are interested in hiring more than there are who are interested in hiring less. In terms of what they're kind of focusing on for these uh, next few months, they're looking to invest in people and technology mainly. So increased employee benefits and compensation, um, increased resources around remote working are kind of the things that they're focusing on the people side. And then on the tech side, they're focusing on data analytics and IT. And they're also really interested in improving their business sustainability practices. So that's kind of what's coming up in the pipeline. Well, it's interesting to hear about what's on the minds of business owners and some top concerns amongst that segment at the moment. So, all right, as we begin to close out our conversation for today, taking inventory, of course, the results we've heard about, very interesting, and they come at a time when investors are Indeed, looking for advice, you pointed that out at the top of the conversation, Danny. So to close out, where can investors go to find more information on the survey and CIO's views? Yeah, like you mentioned, it's just a really confusing time right now in the market. So it's a great time to kind of review some of this content. The latest investor sentiment survey can be found at gbs.com forward slash investor dash sentiment. And then to hear more about what our chief investment office is saying about volatility, inflation, what's going on in the market, you can visit UBS.com forward slash research. Well, the conversation will continue. So looking forward to catching up again next quarter. Though, Danny, Brian, thank you very much for dropping by UBS Conversations today for sharing some findings from the latest UBS investor sentiment. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan.
So for our listeners and their clients of UBS, please be sure to visit the website UBS.com forward slash investor dash sentiment to learn more about the latest findings. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. The information in this discussion has been prepared by and reflects the opinions and various investment views of the speaker. UBS Financial Services, Inc. has not independently verified such information and does not guarantee its accuracy or completeness. This information is being provided to you for your information purposes only and does not constitute a recommendation or an endorsement by UBS Financial Services, Inc. of the author, the securities, or views stated herein. Any specific security Securities discussed should not be considered a recommendation or solicitation to buy or sell any particular security. You should not assume that any investment in any of the securities was or will be profitable. UBS Financial Services, Inc. or its affiliates and its employees are not affiliated with any third-party speakers mentioned. UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, different in material ways. We are governed by different laws and separate arrangements it is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.